to another video. My name is Stefan Gunville and uh, I have a website called freedomacademyhq.com where I help people overcome their shyness and their social anxiety. So today uh, I just want to go through an email that I've received from uh, someone called David and uh, he's going through um, you know social anxiety and he sent me a message and uh, he had originally looked at my video um, on on uh, quitting drinking and that I think it was called the number one best thing you can do to stop social anxiety is to quit drinking so um, yeah David sent me a message and I'll just go through the message and uh, I, there's a couple things couple of pointers that I'd like to highlight and um, maybe it could help you guys also so he writes Hey Stefan, I found you in YouTube and just wanted to let you know that I quit smoking around 150 days ago and drinking 120 days ago. Dude, David, congrats man, that's huge. That is going in the right direction for sure. Um, my position on drinking has not changed. I mean, drinking is the number one thing that I've done to help myself and uh, it completely changed my life. It's step number one. Um, and I've always told myself that, you know, I'd rather have people that quit their addictions. You know, I don't know if you, you had an addiction or not, but um, if, you, if there's people out there that do have an addiction to drinking, especially if you use it just to um, get rid of your anxiety in social situations, which is what I used to do, you know, liquid confidence, um, you know, it's the best thing that you could do for yourself. I mean, I'm nowhere near where I was before and it's bef it's not until I stopped drinking that my life started to get way better, you know, so keep doing it, Dave. I'm telling you, it's really going to help you. Think about your life in like five years from now, it's going to be completely different. From you, considering you continue to drink, consider that person in five years from now and the you that stopped drinking, it's going to be night and day you're gonna be so much happier like this. So he continues, anxiety is definitely improving heaps. It's still bad, but I can manage things now that I couldn't before, such as going into the store. I still don't want to talk to the cashier, but I get through it. All of that is gonna get better. Um, you know, for me personally, it took me about a hundred days before I even felt the slightest little kind of improvement because when I stopped drinking, for me, and I don't know about you, but for me, the first couple of months, my anxiety actually shot up, you know, because I was using the alcohol as um, a way to get rid of the anxiety. So when I stopped drinking, I didn't have that crutch anymore and my anxiety shot up, but it was only a couple months after that that my anxiety started to go down really fast. So um, I, he says, I wanted to know if you changed other things such as your diet and exercise, etc. So David, um, I did not change, I mean, I've always tried to eat a little healthier, but um, I did not change anything in my diet. Um, nothing big I mean I'm always trying to kind of improve my diet here and there but I have not seen a significant difference in my anxiety 
in my social anxiety by changing my diet. Um, exercise, it does though. Exercise is a big one for me. I mean, um, I can feel the difference if I don't, if I go a few days without doing any exercise, I feel heavy, I feel tense, I can feel it in my body, you know, it's like something needs to come out or something, I don't know. And when I do uh, exercise, I just feel more relaxed in general, you know, so I do advise, um, you should definitely get into exercise, you're just going to feel more relaxed in general, and it, it is going to help you in, in social situations. He says, I really want to go back to university in years, but speaking in class is an impossible task for me. It began for me as a group speaking and gradually worsened to the point where I was also housebound. Yeah, David, like me too, um, you know, that's how my social anxiety started. I was in high school and uh, I, I remember uh, this particular situation where uh, I was bored out of my ma mind and I was sleeping. I fell asleep in class and then the professor called my name because she wanted to wake me up and then um, so I, I, I woke up right and I was in the back of the class so all the cl there was like a few people looking at me and then she asked me okay so can you read where we were and I didn't know what page we were on so I got flustered and then one of the persons uh, in, in the front of the class said look at how read his faces and then the whole class looked at me and that was like the most embarrassing moment that I could ever feel you know and uh, I can remember that after that event I started being more wary in social situations and I'm pretty sure that's what triggered it you know from then on it just started getting worse and worse I avoid more more stuff I try to sit in front of the class um, I I wouldn't want to fall asleep so I'd be very careful doing that you know, and it just started this cycle of avoidance. Um, you know, I think that's the same thing that's kind of going on with you. Um, you could look at that, you know, because it's, it's, it's basically sometimes one bad situation can start it and then you get into this, this vicious cycle of avoidance where you keep avoiding, but when you avoid, your anxiety keeps going up. He says, it seems to be reversing in the same pattern. Now I'm not housebound, uh, housebound and gradually getting better, which is with um, with one-on-one -on -one conversations. That's amazing. For me too, um, I had problems with that, and I mean, you know, now I can pretty much do it with anybody. But um, yeah, it's just gonna keep improving. I'm hoping that it will soon be back to my, I'll soon be back to my old self. There's no way I'm going back to alcohol. I was so dependent on it. I did, it did take 90% of the anxiety away, but it made it much worse. I know what you mean, you know, it's that liquid confidence. I felt like, um, I know in, in the, I've read your message like a couple of times there and at the end you say that you felt like a social god drinking it. I mean. I was in the same position, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times some people, I, I've received the comment, um, you know, you're so different when you drink, you're not, you're, you're, you know, you're so different, you're much more open and all that. And yeah, it was that liquid confidence, you know, and you're right also by saying that it's much worse, it, it made it much worse because in the short term it makes it much better you know you feel like a social god you can express yourself you don't really care what people think about you but in the long term 
it can become a crutch and it can be something that you rely on and uh, it makes your anxiety go even higher you know because it's just like um, well I'll talk about that later but it's kind of like the same mechanics of, as medication whereas if you take the booze away then you're left with nothing and your anxiety can kind of spike up I currently take propanol which is a beta blocker doesn't help with mental anxiety but stopped me from having full-blown panic I go weeks at a time at a time without it but have been taking it for the last few days due to due to stress so I have a couple videos on um, you know medication and my position on it is basically you should be taking it if it's to make you stop yourself from like really really bad a bad situation like if you want to kill yourself or something okay take the medication obviously um, but I do not advise people to take medication if they're um, if it's not that big of a deal you know I mean if you're if it stops you from having full-blown panic okay that's uh, I'd say that's okay in my opinion but I mean um, I would try to find a way to get off of it as soon as possible and never kind of go back to it you know because in my mind I don't see I don't really see a difference between beta blockers or SSRIs uh, or any other type of medication compared to alcohol you know and I know that sounds like an extreme thing to, to say but I mean um, you know the mechanics are the same it basically acts like a control behavior because it's making you uh, dependent on it you know and it's making you it's making it act as a crutch so whenever you take you you're not fixing your problem by doing this it's just putting it further and further down the line you know it's like putting a band-aid it's not actually fix you're not actually fixing the root cause of the problem it's just um, tempor temporarily um, suiting your anxiety feelings he says I'm so glad to find yet another person who has been in the same boat and who has overcome this condition overcoming to me means that I don't let it stop me from doing what I want to do anymore and you know because a lot of people think that overcoming social anxiety means that you'll get to a point where you never have to feel anxiety ever again and it never shows up and you never get flustered again but you know there's a certain amount of it that's totally normal so um, you know I did overcome it but maybe not in the exact way that most people would think um, he says my anxiety started in big groups of people until I gradually became uh, until it gradually became hard even one on one the big groups school was when I was 17 maybe and one to one probably started sorry the camera just uh, it stopped on its own there so I'm just gonna continue where I was what I was saying is basically yeah my anxiety was uh, it really shot up when I was you know 19 uh, 20 21 22 23 was pretty much the worst and it was at 23 then I, that I quit uh, drinking and it's you know it's been better ever since for sure I have a job washing up in a dish in the kitchen which I use alcohol and propanol to get settled into 
Yeah, me too. I mean, um, I used to drink at work <coughs> all the time, you know, because I needed the alcohol. That was during the time that I was uh, the most dependent, dependent on it. I couldn't even get out of the house without drinking. You know, now that I think about it, it looked so pathetic. And um, But if I did not go through that, I don't know if I would have had, you know, because I had to hit rock bottom to kind of uh, snap out of it, you know. And um, I feel as if you've uh, been there, you know, you've, you're ready to get better. And uh, that's a good thing, you know. You've, you've hit rock, rock bottom. The only way to go up, the only way, uh, the only way to go now is up. Um, I don't need to use it for interaction with people I know at work, but then I need it if I have to go to the store uh, because his work asks him to go to the store sometimes. And you know, what I have to say about that is basically the longer you use the propanol uh, to get through that hard period of going to the store, the longer that your fear is going to last of having to go to the store. because. What's going on is basically you having to go to the store, it creates anxiety, right? But when you use the propanol, it's kind of a relief. Uh, it relieves you from that, from that anxiety and now you feel better, right? But what actually goes on in your subconscious mind, because all of this is subconscious, you're not actually thinking about this, it's basically your fear is going to mount even more because your brain is thinking, hey, what would happen if, um, if I didn't take the propanol, you know? All of that bad stuff that I'm afraid of having hap happen would actually happen. So your anxiety will mount up, you know? So that's why you can kind of create a vicious cycle where going to the store becomes even scarier and scarier and you feel more dependent on the propanol each time that you have to go, you know? So I would try and find a way to kind of ease off of it, you know? Um, or maybe you could do, um, you know, exercises, social comfort zone exercises to get you to a point where you're comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, because those are the types of situations that you need to start facing. Um, I'm 100% dedicated to crushing the anxiety since quitting smoking and alcohol was two of the hardest things I've done. Yeah. Me too, definitely. Um, especially the <coughs> sorry, the booze. I mean, I tried quitting like twenty times, and um, it was, you know, I I think I was building the muscle of actually quitting by trying those twenty times, and then at one point it just stuck with me, and yeah, the rest is history. Now it's time to start a good diet, exercise, and do some techniques to reprogram the mind. All of those things are good and um, you know I see a lot of people talking about uh, reprogramming the mind and I used to do that I mean if you're looking at stuff like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy but I know right the next line is say that you've been looking into EFT and um, you know I have a few thoughts on that I mean you know that's the dream right I mean I was in that position I used to hope that there was a way out there that I wouldn't need to do exposure and just basically be able to reprogram my mind and overcome my social anxiety 
by not having to do the scary stuff, you know. And a lot of people that I talk to, they have this uh, yearning, you know. Say, come, I'll try everything in the book except exposure, you know. And exposure is usually the one thing that you don't want to do because obviously that's what creates the anxiety. But um, if I look at my past and, and at my situation and at what I've experienced with social anxiety, I've tried a lot of stuff that were not exposure because I was just like, no, I'm not doing exposure, right? Like most people. And my anxiety never really got better. I mean, it helped a little bit, but it was not until I actually started facing some of my fears. And I'm not talking big stuff here, like just little stuff. Like I used to go around the, the block at my house when I was uh, housebound without, you know, without being drunk in the middle of the day. And uh, I started doing that. Then I started uh, walking a little further. And I remember I used to go to the mall to just <coughs> to just as a as an exercise. And it got easier and easier. And it got to a point where I um, where I am now, where I have a job, where I see like a hundred clients per day, and I talk with like at least I don't know, you know, a, a bunch of people every day. And it's not a problem anymore, but it, you kind of have to get that ball rolling, you know, and, you know, go for it. Go for a reprogram, um, like reframing exercises, and uh, you can try EFT if it works for you. But just keep in mind that um, you might, if, if you do the, the mind reprogramming exercises and EFT in conjunction with some, some exposure techniques, I mean then the rest is history. You are going to actually, uh, you know, make your anxiety way better, way faster. It's going to be really quick and it, the anxiety is going to start going down really quick. But I would advise you that you'd make uh, exposure the number one thing to, tr to try and focus on. If you had to take massive action in doing one thing for your social anxiety, it would be exposure. It would be learning how to relax in social situations, you know, using mindfulness, but learning how to um, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know. Um, that's what I did, and I'm pretty certain that 99.9% .9 of the people who, who had this problem and who came out of it, they did it by doing some type of exposure you know so just keep that in mind um, I know I could do any job if I drank alcohol and I'm a social god if I had a few drinks yeah me too I used to love drinking and um, it just wasn't for me because it made everything much worse but um, I feel that it's more of a physical thing man like I need to detox or something um, yeah I think the best way to do that is just to drink only water for like a couple months you know I think that would really help I've I didn't do that but I did that kind of recently and I felt a lot better like my body was looser and I just felt a lot better in general so you know you could look into that but like I said don't try to to rely on other stuff um, like detox diet exercise uh, EFT or mind reframing exercises and stuff like that. All that is good to do, but you know, it's like it, the solution is is staring you right in the face, you know, it's exposure. So if you do all of those other things, 
even if you work your ass off at doing all of those things, it's going to help you, but not as much as if you did exposure, you know, if you made exposure the central piece of your, um, uh, you know, recovery. Um, he says, to be honest, man, I feel like I don't want to be alive anymore. I've been trying too hard to cure this anxiety and it's getting worse. Sorry to put on a downer on things, but I truly feel finished. Anyways, take care, man. So now you're not, uh, David, you're not uh, putting a downer on me. I mean, I've been in your position and I can't tell you how many times I wanted to kind of, you know, end my life. And... Um, Everything is better now, so I know uh, we messaged on uh, the phone there, and I told you, you know, Sikon, don't, if I can do it, you can do it, that's for sure, I, you can get better, just hang in there, there's a lot of stuff that you can do to get better, and, um, you know, you say that you've been trying too hard to uh, cure this anxiety, and from the looks of your message, um, you know, you've, you've probably been working really hard, but you might not have been putting those efforts in the right thing, you know. Um, if I was to tell you to do one thing, you know, to concentrate on one thing, like I said previously, it would be trying to figure out how to um, do exposure. And, you know, I don't want to push this down your throat, but I, my whole book is about exposure. The whole thing is, is about how to take someone that is housebound to help him um, basically, you know, get to a point where you can do exposure. And I have like a little social boot camp in there where you can do exercises in front of the mirror and then eventually start going to the mall and uh, stuff like that, you know. So, I mean, uh, the, the thing that I get about uh, your message, everything's good. I would concentrate on, you know, doing exposure and... You know, exposure can also be, exposure can be, um, sorry, there's like sounds all over. Um, exposure can be tapering off of the medication. That is a form of exposure, you know. That could be your first uh, type of exposure if you wanted to do. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to make this message too long. Um, so, David, thanks for your message. For the people, if you're someone... Uh, that wanted to get some of my personal help, like David, you can go on my website, which is freedomacademyhq.com and click on the contact tab and send me a message describing your situation and I'll get back to you and try and do a video response if you let me.